Welcome to Fitness Thoughts, everybody. Throughout the series, join me, your host, Jake Mees, as I talk with some amazing guests about their own unique fitness journey through life. We'll be finding out their favorite games and sports that they played as kids, all the way through to how their journeys have shaped them into the people that they are today. We'll also be getting their views on the fitness industry as it stands right now. So stick around and listen up as we discover their fitness thoughts. So welcome back to Fitness Thoughts and welcome to this new episode format. I wanted to change things up a little bit now we're into 2022 and I wanted to tackle some of your popular fitness questions and myths. So it could be training, it could be nutrition, we could be talking about lifestyle but I wanted to make a platform to give you the answers to some of these popular questions or misconceptions. Now I'm recording this on January the 3rd so I thought that we'd start with some of the popular Christmas conundrums and New Year's tips and where people generally fall down making their New Year's goals or starting to work towards their New Year's goals. So when it comes to Christmas, the big one that we all experience and that can cause us quite a little bit of worry or anxiety is the Christmas weight gain, the dreaded Christmas pounds that we can add on over that two to three day period. Now, what this can look like from an outside perspective is a lot of undoing the hard work that you've been doing leading up to Christmas to lose weight and it sends you backwards and it can leave you feeling like you don't know what to do, like you're stuck in a rut and like this pursuit of fat loss is just an endless goal that you're never going to quite reach the cusp of. But in reality, it is a whole lot different because what this Christmas weight gain generally is, is nothing more than bloating and water retention. Now we have to understand that our weight changes on a daily basis. It never stays the exact same. So when we look at our weight change over time, we want to look at an average. We don't want to concern ourselves with the daily fluctuations because it will change on a daily basis based off of how much food we've got in our stomach, how much food we've eaten the day before, how much water we've drunk, how much salt we've eaten, how much we've moved the day before or that day up to the point where we've weighed in, what time of day it is, if we've been to the toilet, like there are loads of things going on. So we don't want to get concerned with those daily fluctuations. And a little bit of Christmas weight gain, sometimes we might see one, two to even maybe three kilos on in that short period of time and we suddenly start to panic that, oh my God, I've gained so much body fat, I've undone all this hard work, what do I do? I need to go super, super strict in the new year to make sure I lose it all again. But in actual fact, all this really is, is our body's reaction to eating foods we don't normally eat, drinking more than we would normally drink and potentially going to bed a little bit later or having less sleep than we would normally have. And all this just results in your digestive system not working as properly or as optimally, causing a little bit of bloating. It's got all these different foods to digest. It's got all this abundance of alcohol that it isn't used to, just sat in it, causing all these different problems. It results in a little bit of bloating and with that comes inflammation and with that comes water retention. So our body's holding on to a little bit of extra water. Now, it is not physically possible to gain significant amounts of body fat 
on a daily basis. You could be eating ridiculous amounts of food and it still likely wouldn't happen. So gaining that amount of weight in a short period of time should reassure you that actually this is just going to be a bit of water weight, a bit of bloating from Christmas. All I need to do is pick up where I left off. Don't punish myself. Don't try and go extreme with my New Year's habits and it's gonna come back down really, really quickly. The other thing that we tend to do now into this new year is this new year, new me attitude. Now, actually, I think that's a really corny phrase and I don't actually think anyone uses that in a serious way. But what it does, what it can be used for is an example of the unrealistic goals that we can be guilty of setting ourselves. So we can be guilty of going, okay, this year I'm going to start going to the gym four to five times a week. Even though I haven't been going for months, I'm going to start going four to five times a week. I'm going to cut alcohol out completely. I'm going to cut carbs out completely. I'm going to avoid sugar completely. Whatever it is, these extreme restrictions or these extreme dualistic behaviors that are completely different to what we've been doing up to that point, they're not realistic. And although we start out with the best of intentions, the huge change to our lifestyle and our routines, it is not sustainable. And it only leaves us feeling like, we're failing even more because we'll try and achieve these goals. We'll try to uphold them for the first few weeks and we'll realize that actually I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling tired. I'm not enjoying this. It's not bearing enough results for me and I can't carry it on. And it only leads you to feeling like you're failing and that like you're never going to truly achieve what you want to achieve. So we want to make sure that we avoid these unrealistic goals and that actually we we just start really steadily and we know how to do this because we've done it since we were children. Like when we learned how to walk, you didn't suddenly just stand up one day and sprint across the front room. Like that would be pretty impressive if you did. And I'm sure you would be signed straight onto Team GB for a 100 meter sprint if that was the case. No, what is the most likely happened and what we all did was we first learned how to stand then we might have learned how to take a few wobbly steps and fall down and we'd pick ourselves back up and we'd move more and more and more and we would slowly build this up over time until eventually we could look, walk like we could breathe. We didn't even have to think about it and it's the same thing with new habits. So I wanted to give you a little strategy to use in this new year period to work and build towards your new year's goals and this is something that I like to call, build, call building hardcore habits. It's a phrase that I've used with a lot of my clients uh, and a lot of my leaning eight members that are inside my fat loss challenge. So when we look at building hardcore habits, we want to focus on three key concepts. Now these concepts, I have not come up with them. I am not going to take credit for these concepts. I have taken them from BJ Fogg's book, Tiny Habits. Um, so all credit to BJ Fogg. If you haven't read Tiny Habits, go and grab a, a copy and read that because it is a very, very useful book for learning how to build sustainable habits that organically grow and develop by themselves. So these three key concepts we're gonna go through are absolutely key. Now the first of these concepts, unsurprisingly, are, is basically making the habit tiny. Make the desired habit that you're wanting to achieve as small as you possibly can. So if we were to use exercise as an example, you may have the goal of, I want to start going to the gym every day of the week or every other day. We Again, we want to be realistic with this. Well, if we're not currently going to the gym at all, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to suddenly start going all the time. So we might want to break this down and make this super, super tiny. We literally might make this as simple as I am going to start doing 
three press-ups every single day. Now that might seem so small that it is almost pointless, but that's actually what we're going for here because if we can work in small habits like this on a regular basis, that is the start of them organically growing and developing and changing our mindset and our approach towards them. So we want to make them as small as possible. And when they're as small as possible, they're easily to replicate. They're easy to do. They don't take up any of our time. They don't require us to commit anything other than a small amount of effort. So let's take this exercise example and let's make it small and let's use it as, okay, I'm going to perform three exercises a day. If we were to look at a nutrition side of things, maybe our goal is I want to prep more meals for work. I want to make sure I've got more meals with me at work so I don't start snacking or just get something uh, from the fast food place or from the vending machine. Well, if you don't currently cook any meals and time is already a struggle for you, it's unrealistic to expect yourself to be able to prep so many meals at once. So we might break this down, we might make this small and we might say, okay, every morning I'm just going to put on a pan of boiling water. Now, yes, you're not cooking anything. You're not prep even prepping a meal right now. But what you are doing is instilling the behavior of putting on a pan every single morning to boil some water. And that repeated behavior will eventually lead to developed and growth behaviors where you will start to cook more and more and it will just feel natural. So once we've made our desired behavior extremely small, we then want to anchor it. Now, anchoring a behavior is really, really crucial. And we do this to make sure that we don't ever forget to do it because one of the biggest roadblocks we have when it comes to new habits is just quite simply forgetting to do it or forgetting to find time to do it. So this means that we don't have that excuse. And all we do when we anchor a new habit is we find a pre-existing habit and we pair them together. So what this would look like would be if we were to take the example straight out of tiny habits, if we were wanting to perform three press-ups every single day, let's anchor that to brushing our teeth. So every time we brush our teeth on a morning, we're going to perform three press-ups as soon as we've as soon as we've brushed our teeth. This way, you're never going to forget to do it because the more you do this behavior, the more it's repeated as you're brushing your teeth you're automatically going to think, okay, next I have to do my press-ups. You're not going to need some sort of physical external cue to remind you. If we use the nutrition example, we could pair that with having a morning coffee. So every time I make my coffee in the morning, I'm going to put on a pan of water to boil. And that way, as I'm making my coffee, as, as I'm watching it be made or I'm waiting for it to be made, whatever it is, I'm going to be thinking, okay, now I need to put on a pan of water to boil. And again, we're just instilling this repeated behavior and making these habits difficult to forget. So that is what anchoring a habit is. And you could do it to any of your pre-existing habits that you do on a daily basis without even thinking about and just make it consistent. Now, once you've found the habit that you're going to pair and anchor it to, you're going to want to repeat that action four to five times to begin with, just to establish that initial motor neuron connection. So go and brush your teeth four times and then perform press up straight after four times in a row. Now, you might not want to use toothpaste every time. You might just use a bit of water as an example. But repeating that action over and over again to begin with, it's just going to initially build that motor connection so that when you start to do it on a daily basis, it's already there. The third thing that you're going to want to do is set a minimum standard. One of the biggest killers of new habits is as we develop and as they grow, we expect ourselves to keep that going. We expect ourselves, for example, if you had a goal of going to the gym 
uh, as often as possible and you started going three times a week, well, if you suddenly started only going twice a week, you're going to feel like you're going backwards and you're going to feel like you're failing. This is going to affect your motivation and it's probably going to stop you in the long term from even training at all because you feel like you're no longer progressing, that you can't keep it up and it's just impossible. So what we need to make sure we do is set a minimum standard. Make sure that we only expect ourselves to do the absolute minimum on a daily basis. And if that gets done, then it is a win. That is a behavior, that is a habit completed and we can get on with the rest of our day. So for the press-up example, we wanna make sure that we only ever set the goal of doing three press-ups a day. That is it. Now, some days you might be feeling good as you do this more and more. You might do five, 10, 15, 20 press-ups. You could go from for as long as you need to. But the next day you might be short on time. You might be a little bit tired and you might still only do three. Well, you've still done your minimum requirement. That is all you had to do. So you've still accomplished that task and kept that behavior going and you are not going backwards. This gives you the room and it gives you the time and the mindset to allow this habit to naturally and organically grow and develop, which is what will happen as you do this. If we take the meal prep example, yes, you might only start with boiling water, but as you start to do this on a daily basis, and you start to figure out the time that you have available, you might just start find that you start putting some veg into that pan. You might start cooking some vegetables and putting them into a Tupperware. You might also put something in the oven whilst that's boiling. But then if you suddenly find that for a few days you're short on time or you're a bit rushed or a bit stressed and you don't follow that through and prep for meals, well, as long as you put the pan of boiling water on, you're still sticking to your word. You're still performing that habit and you're still going in the right direction. So these are the three critical principles of building hardcore habits. And it's three easy steps that allow for easy implementation, difficulty for getting to do them, and natural organic habit growth and development for the long term. It makes them sustainable and it makes you progress over and over again over time. So those are some of the key things that I wanted to touch on this episode. I spoke about this in some private group calls with my own clients and with the Lean Innate clients. Um, and I thought this would be a really great episode to begin with as we are at right at the beginning of 2022. So if you enjoyed this and found these tips useful, let me know. I'm going to be doing these more frequently and there's going to be an episode coming every single week, sometimes with a guest, sometimes just me giving a few tips on different aspects of fitness. So until next week, I will speak to you then. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like and a share or a comment and go and share it with your friends. Why not take a screenshot, share it to your social media platforms and tag me in it with your thoughts on the episode. You can find me at jakemees underscore coaching on Instagram and on Facebook. Now, I also have a super exciting opportunity for you. My brand new Lean In 8 Challenge is open for enrollment. This is where I show you how to achieve a leaner, happier and healthier life in under eight weeks. You'll receive packs, plans, video guidance, recipes, education and weekly group calls with me to take you through every step of the eight week challenge. We focus on getting results that last. You can get access to this via the link in my bio or simply just drop me a DM on Instagram with the phrase lean in eight. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.